0: your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined as always by Aaron Larsoul and this is The Hook. Aaron, we have a lot to get to. We do. Like a, a lot. We has been a busy ass week. Who you telling? <laughs> <laughs> and as if like, as if it wasn't crazy enough, somebody randomly decided to uh, explain um, marketing in Dallas to us. Yeah, well,
1: thank you. Thank them for that. Yeah. So,
0: we're gonna, look, it's not normal that I'll like hate share a piece or hate like hate like discuss a piece or whatever. But right. you, know, what, you don't you don't
1: you don't want to uh, you don't want to give it any additional clicks. Yeah, I normally but, uh, don't. This but... this needs some. Well,
0: this needs a shall we say white light shined on it. <laughs> Good God! Wow. Um. So we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about. Uh, we're going to start today's show actually with the Knicks getting fined, and whether this is going to be a precedent-setting kind of a thing where uh, a lot of teams' pockets are going to get a lot lighter here. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. We have to discuss the Lakers. Russell Westbrook gave his two cents to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski about uh, you know how he felt about getting benched. So we got to discuss that. And Russell then Westbrook got benched. Um, yeah, it was news to me too. I didn't. Hmm. I, Honestly, not that much Lakers stuff in the news this week. Like I No, no. I was been. really thinking to myself like, "Man, it's been really quiet. My job is super boring right
1: now." Yeah, it it was uh yeah, I I thought I was going to get away without having to say Hennessy was delicious. I, I you know,
0: have have has like I mean, I know you're you're you got to be careful about like what you leak about the Lakers and stuff, but um like is everybody just taking naps over there? Like just like straight like yeah, Pina I mean, pilatas. it's pretty, you know, it's
1: pretty calm. Uh, a lot of yeah. massages. Yeah. Um, like, I'm... you know, like, it's a, ba- yeah, it's it's a pretty calm spa, spa-like spa environment, actually, I would say.
0: Is a lot there of like...
1: soft, like, uh, cello music being played.
0: <laughs> Yo-Yo Ma's just kicking it over there. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Yanni or somebody like that. Why can't I, like... why can't I picture, like, the the hammock, there it is. A lot of hammocks. The like Hammock's mm-hmm. just lying around and, and hanging around and, and just, you know, nap times all around, right? Nothing I haven't slept in like five days, but... <laughs> well, but like that's not... That's, that's not, not all that. that uncommon. <laughs> it's like
1: 10% worse than my normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't slept a lot. <laughs> so uh, we're going to... We, we have to discuss the Lakers, and I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of comments about how great Hennessy tastes. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be a thing. We'll do what we can. And uh, we, I do like, I'm kind of curious because again, you know, the, the, what I really enjoy about talking to you is like the different perspective of inside out rather than, you know, my nose pressed up against a window, trying to figure out like how everything kind of works, how that sausage gets made. Um, And I'm curious about leaks and, you know, how obvious it becomes from the inside when a report pops up. Who does what, who said what, what the intentions were. Um, So we're going to discuss that at the very end. And then just like I do with Harrison, if Harrison says to me, dude, I have a great idea for a segment. My ears perk up. I get super excited. That guy is like insanely creative and stuff. Yeah, he's better
1: at this than any of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, so yesterday's like conspiracy theory was an example of like, okay, (laughs) I'll hop on this thing with you. And uh and we and we and we headed down that path together and and it was a really fun one. Today and Aaron it was but it was by the way I enjoyed it. <laughs>
1: I was that <laughs> <I> was <laughs> I haven't slept. While
0: yet. you were Five sitting days. in your while you were sitting in your hammock, right? Just kind yeah, of swaying exactly. back and yeah. forth. Yeah. You don't like pina sipping on mai tai. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I got no, it. I, none of that sugar. It's all straight. I gotta, it's all straight
1: liquor for me. Uh, yeah, sorry, you're right. There's I no, there's no, sorry,
0: there's no, sorry, there's no sugar in, in straight liquor either. Um, nope. and then no, <laughs> yeah,
1: your body doesn't process it as sugar. It's sugar, alcohols. Your body does not have carbs like that. The calories still count, but the carbs do not.
0: Huh? All right. And then, um, I gotta be well, careful I've with how I say.
1: I've done research on it.
0: <laughs> I gotta, I gotta care. I gotta be careful with how I say piña piña colada, right? Because if I say a lot of piña coladas out there, like my oh,
1: you gonna have you gonna have the Texas family my, looking for you. My to.
0: my yeah, my cousins. I've yeah. I've gotten a few texts from my cousins like, hey man, like what the hell? What the hell, primo? Like what the what?
1: wait? First of all, you can't say what the hell, primo. That is not how you. Can't, that is not how they're texting you.
0: I'm telling. I'm telling. No, I do get. I it's like a lot of cuz. Like, okay. See, now we're getting some. and yeah. all that. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, but you primo. said, it, no, yeah, there you go. Now Get we that doing... Yeah. See, now, we, <laughs> oh, now we're like, doing it right.
1: That was more like, Reagan. Any, are but any anyway. of them, are any, are any of them interested in playing for the Mavs?
0: <laughs> well, the Mavs aren't interested in them, you know, <laughs> Apparently although, not. you know, if we're counting Rudy Fernandez as, that's right. um, anyway, uh, Aaron, the reason I mentioned Harrison here is because you know, Aaron has that same effect where he says, Oh my God, dude, I have some, I have a subject that we have to hit on today. Same thing. Eyebrows raise up. I think a lot of this is because I'm lazy and you guys doing my job for me is something I get really excited about, but also the information that you uh, have promised for us is, is really excellent. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and you don't know what it is. I don't. I I have, I've, I was legit just, you know, you told me, Hey, I gotta go fix something in the other room, try to figure this out. And I sat here and I was like, could be anything, could be anything whatsoever. So you're we'll, we'll probably do that after we'll do that second. Let's start though with the Knicks being fined and uh, the Knicks getting fined is hilarious just in general, because James Dolan having to give up money is something I can always get behind. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and he usually has to do it because he is the one doing, yeah, normally, doing something
0: egregious. <laughs> normally, it's his fault. Um, this time, it's uh, a player's fault. Julius Randle has not spoken mm, it's to the still, media. It's
1: still kind of his fault.
0: I mean, yeah, it's fair. It's always, I mean, like, just look, In generally in, in professional sports, you can chart everything back to, you can chart everything back to owners like, or governors, uh, in, in the NBA. Um, Mark so, Cuban would like it still be to be owner. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, I'm yeah, we don't even get to talk about it. But he would have voted for Obama
0: yeah. twice or three times if he could have though, Aaron. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> actually like Mark. I actually like Mark a lot. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Um, so the Knicks get fined 25k because Julia they, because of according to the NBA the Knicks refusal to make Julius Randle available. Now this is has this has been a string of um, unavailabilities for Julius. He hasn't. Yeah, I think
1: that's the key part of it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he hasn't been good this season. Um, and also
1: also a factor.
0: Yeah, and. You know he played especially poorly last night, and things off. seem to be coming to a head uh, in in this regard here, where the Knicks thought he was a franchise player. I always had questions about whether I like I like Julius a lot. I think he can be the second or probably like two A right. I think he could be your second at uh, second best player if you want to be like a finals contender, and then if he's your third best player, you're a title favorite. I think. Um, but anyway, Randall not playing well, not speaking to reporters. The NBA has had enough of that. And I find this interesting. So not only did they find the, the Knicks, but they keep finding NBA players for cussing, which is pretty fucking stupid. And then, and then, um, (laughs) (laughs) and then, uh, you're getting five taken out of that box. (laughs) check. But I, I, so. I'm kind of curious, like where this adversarial relationship with the players has apparently come. Like PR, there's nobody more upset about this news today, this fine than, other than probably the, the governors, but also PR teams are livid, right? Like yes. PR, PR teams have to be so damn pissed because it's already difficult enough to get these guys to talk. And now yes. your owner is gonna be down your throat because it's gonna cost them money if you don't. So these PR teams, like, I. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we get some PR people quitting as a result of this fine. So if PR, that's PR the people have it. PR said.
1: people have it in the NBA. It, PR people have it. It's rough. Yeah, uh, it is not. Yeah. It is not an easy job. You are. It's easier depending on what kind of relationship you have with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but like essentially,
1: essentially, you are trying to convince guys to do things they don't want to do yeah. over and over and over and over and and very sometimes rich, sometimes wealthy, um usually uh with big egos and used to getting their way and used to being coddled and getting to do what they want. Um and you are trying to get them to do something they don't want to do. It is part of the job. Um mm-hmm.
0: it is part of their and contracts. Like literally it is part their contracts. And, and
1: frankly, you know the like In some ways, it's kind of like, you know, when the when the guy gets when you get stopped, um, you know, you get a speeding ticket and, you know, the 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 asshole that was going 88 miles an hour is trying Mm -hmm. to get the cop to go do something else. Right. Like, leave me alone. I pay your salary. Right. Like through taxes. It's kind (laughs) of there is a somewhat credible argument um, to be made that these guys make as much as they do because of the fan interest in, in the league. And oh, for certainly sure. the salaries continue to go up and the TV deal, all of that because mm-hmm. of, of the, the interest in the league. It, it feels kind of like condescending to, to say that somebody pays your salary and you owe them something. But I think there is a collective responsibility for the guys to the fans because the, as the fan interest grows exponentially um, and that comes with insight and access, That is what has made the NBA grow as much as it has. Um, So I think there is a responsibility that the players have. And the the conduit... The the other reason why this is kind of complicated is because forever, the conduit between the players and the fans was the media. Mm -hmm. But in the last handful of years, guys have started controlling that themselves, right? Through Twitter and through their Mm -hmm. own platforms. So there is... the media has always kind of been seen as a necessary evil by players, but Mm -hmm. I think they think it is still just as evil, but less necessary because they can kind of do it themselves. Yeah. However, it is still part of their contract. It is still a responsibility that they have to be available, um, at practices. Um, that's why you will see teams often say that they are not practicing, that they are just like, there's kind of an informal workout, um, because if you have an official team practice and Harrison tracks this, right. He'll Harrison will, will, will tweet all the time. Well, the Lakers are having their, you know, whatever ninth or 12th practice of the year tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you have an official practice, you have to be available to the media and at games, you are supposed to be available to the media. If guys here and there, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this. Um, you know, LeBron once or twice has not spoken after a game. Russ, uh, didn't on the 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 after the Indiana game, if it happens here and there, nobody's going to
0: really do anything about yeah. it. Nobody really cares.
1: But if it starts going days, weeks, I think on it's end, been like
0: seven straight games for Julius Randle that right. he hasn't spoken.
1: Right, which is why you know everybody kind of understands the human element of it. But mm-hmm. when it becomes like a thing, I'm just not doing this. um then the NBA has stepped in and, and, and rightly. And the reason why, well, rightly I I understand why. Um, Understandably. Yeah. Maybe not rightly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better, that's a better word for it. Um, But the reason why I said this is kind of on Dolan too, is because for years he has been using the Knicks PR arm for all sorts of things. And he has Mm -hmm. like forced very strange statements from them. He has made Knicks PR, Say all kinds of stuff that isn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, say he's doing certain things. I mean, shit. And so they've been he's like weaponized that. Nick's PR. So I this like for for Nick's PR to be. I wouldn't. I mean, obviously Julius doesn't want to talk, or he'd talk. But I'm not. I'm not letting Dolan off the hook for this one either.
0: Look, you talk about like the the falsehoods that Dolan has forced on us via the um, via the Nick's PR arms and. The fact that people still call Madison Square Garden the mecca of basketball, like that is just a lie. Like we're just we're just lying to people. You know, it's just wrong, Aaron. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, MSG is great. It's it's the worst, like the, cool worst
1: the worst opposing team travel party seats in the in the NBA, but it is awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like literally to had it. no
1: idea. I sent a tweet out uh, Lebron's first year. I sent a tweet out, you know, I would like to on the road at, at home games. I drink too much, so I don't yeah. do this. But on the road, uh, I used to kind of like live tweet and try to bring people mm-hmm. like along. And I literally and this was like because this was so I would look at the scoreboard and I would say like. You know, whatever the score is, whatever it is, to whatever mm-hmm. it is, I think I think the blue ants are are ahead of the yellow ants, but I'm not entirely sure. <laughs>
0: It should have been purple, right? It should be the the white ants and the purple ants. Yeah, maybe for some reason we just ditched like colors meeting anything. But yeah, I. um, So here's here's my stance on this, and it's probably going to be kind of unpopular among other people who cover um, the NBA. And and this, by the way, is painted by on biases because I don't really I don't really rely at all on player interaction. That is something I've 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 honestly actively avoided it at times. Um, And, and I think there's 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 issues with that approach. And I think there's benefits to that approach. uh, But regardless, and I think where I am going to find myself um, unpopular on the stance is because like, reporters beat reporters, especially need those quotes to be able to write their stories, right? However, in this case the story is the lack of quotes like that's your story the fact that the fact that julius randall continues to not speak is in and of itself a story and that should be something that you just keep on hitting at until yeah, he's fair but seven games in a row like eventually i, I think i, I would I, I would let it roll i'd let it ride i would say all right this is game one hey i understand it just a one-time thing fine game two huh that's kind of interesting by the time we get to game seven I'd be pounding on the damn door in my columns and I would say this is shirking of contractual obligations. Like this is unprofessionalism on, on a whole nother level. And that's the story. That's so, what you write about.
1: I agree with you. You're not wrong. However, mm-hmm. the NBA, I think understandably, and maybe rightly, oh, for sure. Yeah. Steps in because like an adversarial relationship between the media or media members and players or, and PR
0: teams does inhibit. And that's where my biases are showing up here because I don't have that relationship. I don't have that relationship with Julius. There are things that like, I'm sure there are reporters on the beat and other people who listen or read my content or read my tweets who say like, I can't believe this guy says this. He can't, if he saw these people, he would not be able to say this because he would he's reliant on his relationship with these people. And I get that. Like, I totally understand where those people are coming from and where that criticism is being levied from. I understand that. However, like, I do think there's a value in not having one's coverage or analysis painted by, yeah, but that guy's a really nice guy to me. You know? And Sure, but they're like, yes, but all the the players and the beat guys, they're they're human, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that players have respect for... Um, the writers that if they're hard on them, they'll show up the next day and, mm-hmm. you know, face them. Absolutely. Um And
0: coaches, like especially, you, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, right. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like name which guys are which, but like on the Lakers beat, right. Like, because they're human, some guys tend mm-hmm. to be more negative. Some guys tend to be more positive. And I think as long as they are like, uh, as long as their, their, their tweeting, their, their writing comes from whatever their honest view of the situation is, or whatever their honest reporting of the situation is, I think that's very fair, but they're all human. So they're going, you know, those like interpersonal dynamics are going to matter, right? They are going to like, that is going to change stuff. So the NBA, um, stepping in so that every Knicks beat guy doesn't have to go, well, Julius Randle is ducking us for the seventh game in a row. Mm -hmm. Like when will this end pounding on the table? Yeah. It's probably
0: in everybody's best
1: interest that they don't have to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I understand and get the fine. Um, I wonder if it is like the, the next step for me in my analysis of of the situation is will this set a precedent moving forward? And if so, like, does this make the relationship that players and media have all the more difficult? Because like one thing that we have seen since the like, since COVID is teams are using that as an excuse to limit, uh, access, right? Sure. Oh, we, we, you know, uh, you know, we just we just can't have people risking right uh, their everything, well-being. Or everything players, all, all the stuff. Yeah, um, and and I, you know, obviously altogether fair reason for doing so. However, the cynical part of me is like, yeah, but still, you know, there's a service being done here, and like, all right, I'm just gonna. You know what's interesting though? Sorry to interrupt. You. Yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. But what's interesting here is, I'm actually surprised. I thought that it was kind of like a slippery slope and I didn't know, I kind of suspected that the players association was going to get used to this and mm-hmm. just, because the guys hate it, right? The guys don't want to do it. Yeah. And so I kind of expected all of it to be, I didn't expect it to go back to, you know, in-person interactions. Yeah. Um, but the best guys, the best, even the best newsbreakers, the best newsbreakers, the best beat writers, all of the stuff they are using and getting comes from those human interactions. It comes from them having relationship with guys, them talking to guys and getting, getting some stuff that isn't in like the post game presser Mm -hmm. that everybody gets. It's them, their ability to get stuff, um, you know, from like, just kind of like pulling guys aside because they've built these relationships over years. Yep. Um, it comes from guys interacting with like assistant coaches, um before the game you know when when everybody's getting their work in before the game then you know the beat guys are there two three hours before the game um so i and i know a lot of guys were worried that that was going to inhibit their ability to do their job Mm -hmm. so i'm somewhat surprised that we have gone back to in-person pressers in person and not as much not fully but in-person interactions because i thought the players association was going to say, well, we don't really need this. We've been doing it on zoom. Why don't we
0: just keep it going? Yeah. And look, I I think there's something to just getting it done on zoom. Like I always kind of thought that like having reporters run into the locker room right after a game, um, emotions are still high. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys are like literally stepping out of the shower. So like there's an indecency element of it too, (laughs) you know, and that is true. and, and like, I think that's part of, by the way, why players like hates this so much, like you're, you're getting, I, I think we would be better served. I think players would more appreciate their relationship with the media. If we gave them like 15 minutes, you know, we, if we just said like, Hey, sure. Cool down, literally cool down, coming out of the shower, get dressed, yeah. Yeah. you know, get your thoughts in order. And then you could talk to the, to, to the reporters. I don't, and, and like, if if the purpose of this, or because like, I, you, I I find myself and I'm sure players ask all the time, like, what the hell is the point of this? Why are we doing this? Like what, and the point of it, right, is to tell the story is, you know, like for me, I always look at, you know, covering a team is explaining to the audience why things are going down the way that they're going down. Why is this team being successful right now? Why is this team being unsuccessful right now? And the players and coaches and executives telling their sides of the story is obviously clearly a very important part of explaining how and why things are going well or going poorly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we need to, we need to talk to them the second the horn blows. Like I, I I don't think that we need like, I think that makes it very difficult on everybody. It It, it does. And zoom was great because it did allow people to kind of who saw? Let's figure out who's talking. Who's gonna talk? You know yeah. who's talking to whom. What, let this person know. You know, all right. This is what we're saying about this or whatever. And and I think that would make a more productive and and uh, mutually beneficial relationship between players and media.
1: Sure, and it's more like
0: humane, right? But yeah, literally decent, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's
1: more decent, but yeah, is that actually what we're going for? Is the question right? Should be right Should like is though from, is, from is, whose perspective but but from whose perspective because from the league's perspective mm-hmm. right they want to grow their business they want more eyeballs um and the league has done an incredible job at uh using social media and like i'm even more than the, the nfl is more popular than the nba but the nba is more of a year-long enterprise yeah. than the nfl mm-hmm. right um the NBA draft, obviously the NFL draft is popular, but the NBA draft and free, free agency, agency is a much bigger deal in right all of it and capturing those eyeballs and clicks and tweets throughout the year comes from, in some respects, the drama of it. Yeah, right. The, the like it is it is uh, reality TV, like actually yeah. Um, well, do you think? So, do you think that may, John will all, the, go all away? of the like crazy, all these crazy sound bites and the thing that like feeds that content monster and mm-hmm. it feeds interest and dialogue and clicks for the league? Is it the best way to? Is it like the most just or the most good? You know, good as like the 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 enemy of bad or evil, mm-hmm. right? Is it? Is it the most fair? What? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Is it the most? Real. Is it the best way for building a business? Maybe. Probably. In fact, I would say yes, because it's what happens. Yeah. We
0: haven't tried anything else though.
1: That's fair. S- so, like, you know, I have this conversation a lot with with um with Pete about like the appetite for actual basketball
0: mm-hmm.
1: versus the like salaciousness and the everything yeah. that's going on, all the stuff surrounding mean- the game. And it's it's a very fair argument. And Pete is incredible with just straightforward basketball content, Mm -hmm. presents it in a way that, you know, people enjoy. And I think there is definitely a place for that, but a lot of the league's popularity comes from the like drama and the salaciousness of it.
0: But like, I keep going back to, cause I mean, obviously listeners will know I've talked to Pete a, a time or two and, and the thing that I, I keep kind of coming back to is you have a whole bunch of media members over the years who couldn't dribble with their left hand Mm -hmm. and like breaking down basketball wasn't something they could literally do. That is Mm -hmm. not like, sometimes I listen to some reporters talk about basketball and I'm like, what, (laughs) what? And so I kind of wonder if the interest in the salaciousness and all that stuff, I think it is inherent. I think that is just kind of who we are as a species, but also I think it's habitual. That's what we've been given over the years because a lot of the media members who you know, would be potentially breaking down basketball, couldn't. And I think now the reason like that, that, that show on, uh, is it like NFL prime? I think it's NFL prime, right? The, with Mina Kimes and, oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dan uh, Orlovsky yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, like that is an incredibly popular show. I think they just set records for their time slot, you know? And so clearly there's interest in the X's and O's of football and you know, yeah, football has a much bigger, uh, marketing base than basketball. But I, I think if that show is capable of being successful with football, why can't it be successful with basketball? And altogether, by the way, more like beautiful sport. Why, why can't... Yeah, and, and basketball. The,
1: the the general basketball fan knows basketball better than the general football fan Oh, does football. absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. It has a better grasp on what is actually happening on the floor. has a better yep. grasp of the analytics involved largely well i don't know about largely but possibly because like no one knows what makes an offensive lineman any good right (laughs) like did you give up a sack no okay well i guess that was good i don't know um (laughs) yeah and there's more stuff going on in football and it's it's all more combined there's less you like there's less individual dominance in in
0: football than there is in basketball But you're literally not seeing the entire play. When you watch a football game, you're watching the ball. You're not watching the secondary. You know, that's not that's not something you're watching.
1: Um Yeah, we've gotten far afield here. But I think I think there I think there's room for all of it, right? I think there is like and I kind of my philosophy is always kind of like meet people where they are, right? And I I think there is room for basketball fans that just wanna be on NBA Twitter and get these jokes off and Mm -hmm. talk shit and laugh and and look at highlight clips of of ridiculous dunks and yep there's value to that and that has helped build the nba into what it is and i think there's room for people that actually want a deeper understanding of the game who want to break down film i think there's room for for all of that um but i do think it was important for the nba to uh step in to say you, you got you got to talk because otherwise these beat writers are, gonna, are just going to have to kill you because you're not talking right. They're just going to have yeah. to crush you every day. And that forms like an unnecessarily tenuous working relationship. And you know, it, I think it's good that the NBA said we'll be the heavies here and, and prevent this from going forward.
0: Yeah. I don't think this is going to be the the standard moving forward. I think if a team doesn't make a player available a star, especially available, for a week or more then yeah i think they're gonna get fined but like i thought russ not talking to the media after the pacers game was altogether fine i didn't have a problem with it whatsoever i agree
1: yeah i mean here yeah and we saw right like russ is not gonna get like here and there fine but when it becomes a pattern of avoidance the nba's got to do something
0: all right let's uh let's segue over to the simmons thing i'm really excited about the simmons thing um you I'm, i'm honestly just gonna get out of the way so like what 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 the hell is going okay, on? Okay, so here you, in
1: so well, Daryl Morey was was on a uh, local Philly radio show, kind of falling on the sword a lot. Um, and any like, you know, like we need to do something about this. Um, I think a lot of it stems from it was cute. Well, <laughs> I think it stems from two places. One, <laughs> uh, he wants to prop up uh, Embiid right he you know he he wants to buddy up with Embiid, um because he is the guy there and i think it's also a real admission of how good Embiid has been yeah. of late he, i mean of the last you know whatever month or so it monster yeah he, I mean, he might be the best player in the league in the last month i don't think he's the best player in the league but mm-hmm. um or he's playing like the best player in the league and so that
0: raises the question like is it only because Austin Reeves doesn't get the proper role, but yeah, yes, uh,
1: yeah okay, fair. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that's in the next meet, coaches' meeting. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> make, make sure, call me that, Kurt. <laughs> make, make sure that that's. Make sure that the guys are aware of that. Yeah. Um, Anthony Irwin, the only person uh, who has access to advanced stats in all of Lakerdom. Tennessee um, <laughs> is delicious. Uh, so, I mean, it raises a fair question: like, are you giving up? a year of Embiid's prime you're just having simmons sit over there look how maybe good he his is, best you know?
0: season like this could we could legitimately look back on this year and say that was the best Embiid has ever been just because he's so big you don't know when that player might not you know might right. start and he's, declining.
1: Also, he's also struggled with availability yeah. um you know is staying healthy yeah um loves those so the thought of this was and it like on its face it seems correct you have to do something before this uh, this deadline with Ben Simmons. You have to trade him because the team just isn't good enough mm-hmm. to win anything of significance without Simmons or getting something for Simmons that helps you on the court. And then there was the Tobias Harris uh, leak or some you know the 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 rumors that he was also available um, with Simmons. I've I've heard that he's available just period. I do not think that Simmons is going to get moved. I think Simmons probably should get moved, but I think there is a very specific reason that I think it's less likely than the general masses that Simmons gets moved by the deadline. Mm -hmm. And I think that that reason is Daryl Morey thinks something will be available. Someone will be available this offseason that has his eyes on Philly and has his eyes on reuniting with Daryl Morey. Jimmy. No, 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 no. no. Russ. Oh, no. No, no, no. no, 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 Someone who did not sign their extension that has an extension eligible and they will thusly become a free agent. Theoretically. Um, this offseason, there are there there are thoughts around the league. That uh James Harden is wanting to go to
0: Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I was calling Jim James. Harden Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Jimmy Butler. No, I call Butler? no. I, I like I like because well, technically he would have been reunited with with Daryl, right? I think they were they in Philly Jimmy together. No. uh
1: no no no, 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 no. It was before.
0: Yeah. um No, I mean, I I like calling James Harden. Oh, Jim Harden. okay. Well, then yes, I, then I yes, you got it. Ding, ding ding ding. Dragonfly Jones uh, ding, 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 started ding, like, like planted that in my Jimmy head. Jimmy Harden, G- Jim Harden, like Jim, Jim- Jimothy, Harden. you know,
1: Jimothy Harden, <laughs> Yeah, there is uh there is uh wide speculation around the NBA that um, Daryl thinks that Jimmy Harden will be available uh, this, this coming off season. Um, yeah. He has not signed his extension with the Nets. Uh-huh. And um, you know, there's been some like little smoldering stuff. You hear some stuff about, you know, his happiness there, but um,
0: mm-hmm. maybe he just. I think really I think Daryl. I think, think Daryl think like thinks he's got a good shot. A, I think thinks he he's got a good shot
1: at at um, going to get. And in that case, I you know, without without shedding the the uh, the Tobias Harris. Uh, and probably Simmons' salary, they wouldn't be able to sign him outright. I think that's yeah. why you're hearing about you're hearing about the Tobias stuff is trying to clear salary. But even even if uh, he doesn't, I think Simmons might be kept around for a possible sign and trade.
0: That's for, interesting for, for one Jim Jimothy Harden this off season. That's that's really interesting. I mean, you can only be forwarded so many YouTube clips by Kyrie. Like you can, that's the,
1: <laughs> 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 eventually it just gets
0: old, and you got to get out of there. What is Kyrie's YouTube search history look like? Dude, I'm telling you, it's probably like not even YouTube. I I bet he like doesn't trust YouTube. Like if he probably found some he's on deeper he's on some deeper web something. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: He goes to libraries and uses their computers. Hey, all right. well, so it's not right. on so it's not on his browser. <laughs> oh, come on. You know you, you, you know Kyrie got a VPA.
1: He, he got it all. He got all that figured out. He ain't let nobody see none of his stuff. He's got um, the, he's got that going through <laughs> did you ever see uh uh well I'm old um but there was there was a great movie it's still one of my favorites i got to watch it again, called sneakers uh like robert redford i think was in it and mm-hmm. uh yeah so uh, like a bunch of guys back in the day and it was like these this team of like people that would like they had a hacker and they had uh so they had i mean and this is like I don't know, 90s probably and they were just like They were trying to do something online, late 90s, and they were like routing it through all of these different places so that it couldn't be traced. And I just it was like an old, big old, like (laughs) CRT tube uh, monitor. Yeah, it had this like dots over along this map. And it's like (laughs) the line moving along as they're getting traced through all of these places they have they've sent their hacking through. So I assume Kyrie is like, you know. He's sending all of his hacking and all of his, not his hacking, his searches through, but he's looking for flat earth stuff to like Jakarta. <laughs> and then it's coming back to Austin, Texas. And then it goes to somewhere in Iceland. And, I
0: thought my internet has been yeah. weird.
1: Yeah. You got throttled down because Kyrie is, is, searching
0: for flat earth stuff. So they,
1: <laughs> your provider had to throttle you down. He's using well, look, you. Your ISP. In fairness,
0: like my, my, um, back patio sits about like 12 feet above my backyard and mm-hmm. so I have a pretty good view of the horizon, and um, it's it's flat. There's no curve that I can see there. It's I'm kidding.
1: Argu- is I'm- a compelling <laughs> argument you've made.
0: <laughs> hey, another compelling argument um, is made by I want to make sure I get his name right, uh, Lee uh, Escobedo. I, I don't know if he's, um, I
1: mean, I would go Escobedo probably
0: Escobedo or Escobedo, like I, whatever we're, we're Scooby-Doo um, mm-hmm. is, is writing for the Guardian. Do not say where
1: to oh, see now you didn't, Now you got people looking, but you want people to see this.
0: No, I do. I do. All right. I don't normally hate share stuff, but I am being petty on this because it is a ridiculous argument. Um, here is the headline quote, the Dallas Mavericks are consistently white in a black league period. Why? question mark no real findings like you know <laughs> that doesn't say it <laughs> basically the art like i don't no,
1: to be fair i skimmed it because i'm not reading this garbage yeah and from what i got from it it said well the mavs have had some really great white players steve nash dirk Nowitzki, uh, <laughs> like luca Mm-hmm. But they seem to have some really bad white players, too. Chandler yeah. Parsons and Rudy Fernandez, who's Spanish and not white. And I was Max legit Eben shocked. Horn.
0: Yeah, I was legit shocked that they didn't go after Caruso this year. Legit shocked. Very, very surprised.
1: Now, the, the Mavs have had some trouble <laughs> recruiting free agents. Uh-huh. The whole thing is stupid. It, it, I'm so irritated with this article. <laughs> they, the, it says, it makes the point, well, the Mavs have had Donnie Nelson's been there. Mavs have had a white GM forever, and when they didn't, they hired a black guy. And they still okay. signed, uh, uh, they still uh, retained Boban. Yeah okay Bullard. they signed Randy bullock too
0: like i don't
1: it's it is such silliness i don't i don't even know where to talk it's it's well, such just nonsense
0: here's here's a graph from the uh from the article that i think perfectly uh encapsulates,
1: encapsulates what, yeah I like that
0: it, like why this is a flawed uh article for I got, one thing I got, again i got no, wordle
1: i got wordle in three this morning
0: i've so never I, done a wordle I, i'm throwing I out is,
1: encapsulate good got good words now <laughs>
0: quote, it's tempting to put this down to racism or at least unconscious bias on the part of the Mavericks uh, and their owner, Mark Cuban. But if anything, the opposite is true. Like, what? Then
1: what are we, why do we write why, this then? Why do we...
0: <laughs> what is the point? He like, continues, There's no conclusion in it either. Right. Although the Mavericks have a dubious history of toxic work play, uh, workplace culture when it comes to female employees... And what
1: does that have to do with anything? That's not wrong, but what does that have to do with this? Yeah, that's right. Just, you're just... Digging the knife in for no reason.
0: Cuban has thrown his support behind Black Lives Matter uh, and has appointed a black CEO, Cynthia Marshall, president Terdima Ushery, uh, head coaches Jason Kidd, Quinn Buckner, Jim Clemens, and Avery uh, Johnson, and general manager Nico Harrison during his time Adrian in Bradley Dallas. He
1: hasn't coached them. <laughs> you almost, you almost went there. <laughs> uh,
0: it. I, I wonder if it hit the uh, ed, if it's on the editing room floor, the the cutting room floor. Uh, that Mark Cuban also voted twice for Obama and um, would have voted a third time for him. Mark Cuban appeared in Get Out. Uh, is another one that I wonder if it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. What is the point of this? I don't. So like that's that's. I don't my get thing. it. If all right, so the closest uh, he ever gets to making a point, the absolute closest he gets to is, uh, let's see, where is it? Oh, maybe it's for marketing because maybe Dallas it's for marketing. is 60, whatever percent white. All right, here it is. So, uh, and while there has been plenty of dysfunction within the organization, none of it has had a racial component. Perhaps the answer lies in marketing. According to the 2020 census, the Dallas population is 62.7 percent white. Perhaps the organization has wanted to put a product on the floor that looks like the majority of Mavericks fans. As a counterpoint, in 2014, 538 calculated that the Mavericks had more non-white fans than the league average. If so, they would be the only franchise, franchise in a predominantly white city that has taken such an approach. Uh, in the last 20 years, other majority white cities like Portland, Boston, Oklahoma City have never even uh, had have never had even one white player as the face of the franchise, and they've still managed to pack their arenas with fans. So again, it comes real close. It comes real close to saying like, you know, Dallas has this kind of, tough history with some racist stuff and then immediately dives off of it. And like, that's, that's my problem with this, with this article. Like if you are going to like, honestly, I don't know this Lee guy. I I don't, I've, I clearly don't even know, don't even know how to spell his name or to say his name. Um, it felt like, Hey, here's this headline. And the headline was all the work he did. Mm -hmm. Like, here's this headline. Here's this no, he tweet. did some
1: research. That's the strange. He did some research, but well, he was but, only trying to support what the headline was.
0: Right, like you could, you could. He he made. Uh, he he used Kyrie's search browser, and he and he and he hopped on <laughs> and he found all this data. You know, like there was no, there's no point to this. And like I think it would be an interesting study into like what you're doing if you make a finding. Like the point of this, if you right. the point of writing a a a column, especially because this is a column. This is not an article this isn't a newser this is his opinion that he uh was going to be offering up the freaking kicker like the last sentence of it is like nothing it's it remains to be seen how much power how how much power harrison will hold within the mass front office or if cuban the self-premented self-proclaimed final say will keep the status quo that makes the mavericks look more like a team from 1952 than 2022 like there's no status quo what the what are we doing? Like they have the
1: second. They have the second bag Well, look, there's also a discussion to be had about: Are we when we say white players? Do we yes. mean just American or European? Yeah. Like he he so called Rudy they Fernandez have, white. They have, they have they have if we're including everybody that has light skin tone. Okay, they have the second and third best white guy in the league that's
0: that's why they might be interested in trading for Danny Green apparently like what are we doing Uh, all right man like now look (laughs) I'm just like that the whole premise of this article is stupid and it borders on racism because like if you're if you're painting everybody with light skin as quote-unquote white or popular in Dallas because of marketing then then and you don't offer up any findings here then you're just wasting everybody's time and maybe this segment wasted everybody's time but, but, I, 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 <laughs> but
1: you, know, you know what i'm actually i don't i don't i don't want this incoming on twitter so now i'm thinking are are luca and porzingis the second and third best white guys in the league i mean joker's obviously the best but yeah are they maybe probably
0: luca luca s- second yes obviously, but Kristaps, i don't think so i don't I don't think Chris steps. Is... I just don't want the. I just don't want to hear it on Twitter.
1: <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm taking a moment of pause yeah. here to to actually think this through. But it like it. It's not like they have a bunch of like terrible white guys, and they just have them because they're white. They yeah. have good dudes that have. They have guys that can play that happen to be white. What yeah. Is,
0: I look. I like making the jokes about their their uh player tendencies as much as anybody. Just like I do with Indiana. Just like I do with Utah. Like. I enjoy
1: the Celtics. You let the Celtics off on this? Oh
0: yeah. Well, I mean, something's you know that Hennessy (laughs) is wet, like (laughs) you know, like and it is delicious. (laughs) So like I, I like making fun of that stuff as much as anybody. But like there is, there is an inherent like underlying point of that having to do with those cities and their histories with this. And if that's the direction that you want to go in with Dallas, which by the way, has an incredible history of black art of black mute, like just, it just, it's, it's a really cool, diverse city. And if you're, if you're going with, uh, maybe it's marketing, then you have to explain beyond just numbers, why it isn't like, you have to explain, you have to dive into the culture of the city to explain why it isn't not just we didn't well, give me anything. Maybe it's marketing. Okay, yeah. is it marketing or like is there is there a stance here? <laughs> yeah, there wasn't, and uh, maybe I just wasted everybody's time by bringing it up. But I there are some articles, there are some angles that are just so bad that you do have to you you do have to just rip them. If you I want to, to see how you finna segue this one, uh, well, there are some situations that are so bad that you have to talk about them. Okay, <laughs> see what I did there. I
1: haven't slept in five days
0: <laughs> not even on the not even on the hammocks nope no Nope. no nope. <laughs> uh the latest update here regarding the lakers and they played the orlando magic tonight is that russell westbrook um opened up to adrian Wojnarowski and gave his thoughts now again this is like we talked about earlier a couple days you get to sit on it a little bit you get to figure out like you know the right thing to say you don't want to throw your coach under the bus you still have to be coached with them for you know another game or so and and (laughs) and (laughs) and and uh he did so and he basically said look uh it sucked i was disappointed more so than anything that we lost um and it's now just about moving forward essentially is what he said And uh, I thought it was the right thing to say, right way to handle it. I didn't Mm -hmm. have any problem whatsoever with him not talking to reporters. Again, just like I said earlier, the story there was that he didn't talk to reporters. Like there's your, there's your, the headline of your, Russell Westbrook does not speak to reporters after getting benched, you know? And then he cat he gathers his thoughts. He lets the emotions subside a little bit. And now he offers out that quote to to Woj. Um, I think here... It was interesting to see I thought the most interesting response to the Russ thing was LeBron's um, not what he said because the, what he said was pretty straightforward or whatever, but the tone that he said it with and the you know LeBron is somebody who is incredibly self-aware, brand aware,
1: mm-hmm. not
0: self-aware brand aware. And, and I thought the way that he handled this was a way that you do like, that's the closest to real LeBron that we got where he kind of sits back, you know, puts his hat down a little bit, looks at, I think Bill Orem asked him the question and says to, to, to Bill, you've been following Russ. How do you think he liked this? Right. You know? And, and I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a really interesting look into a fellow superstar watching a superstar decline and how frustrating that can be and it's a unique perspective that only well a Mello too of people, that, was, yeah. that was,
1: Mello too said the you know the the part of it Mello also said the same thing right cuz Mello has had to go through yeah he's this coming off the bench a few years ago right More, like um but then Mello also said which I think was important was I'm not worried about Russ on the court I'm worried about you know basically that his his mental he said his mental you know I'm worried about his mental I think mm-hmm. um I think that was interesting and you know instructive also um normally I would say like yeah he just said the right Russ just said the right thing not Russ whoever player X just said the right thing and wouldn't take put that much stock into it But I don't think Russ is a guy that's going to say the right thing just so you hear him saying the right thing. Yeah, Uh, Russ doesn't care. Russ doesn't give a shit if he's saying the right thing. His Russ says brand is why not. (laughs) Russ says what he means, and he means what he says. So I think it is meaningful. um, His quotes from from the article this morning. I think it is meaningful. I agree that he is saying the right things, but I think it is more meaningful because it's Russ saying quote yeah. unquote the right things cuz Russ doesn't give a shit if it's the right thing.
0: The the reasons why he's saying them I think are really important. And he's saying them because it sounds like he really believes them and he also has been around the league long enough to know that like like actually one a point that I made in in the lowdown yesterday regarding Russ being benched was like the Lakers lost, right? And they bench him mm-hmm. and on 2K, if you insert a better player for a struggling player, the team immediately plays better because there's no human element to it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's how that goes. However, a team, and especially a team as star-laden as the Lakers are, seeing a fellow former star benched unceremoniously, I believe uh, Kyle Goon reported that um, Russ was going to walk to the locker room that he was just going to leave the the floor altogether and that Kyle did.
1: I, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but Kyle did say that. And I think it was in, DeAndre in his article, was DJ that
0: yeah prevented that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and by the way, I totally would cause actually Cooper, uh, was at the game and he said Russ subbed out and went right back to the locker room. And that's why initially I thought, Oh, he's, he's hurt. He's dinged up. He has to go back to the training room or whatever. Um, and that would have explained the the benching. And uh, no, it was just a straight-up benching, and Russ was heated, and he was ready to leave altogether. Um And I, I thought everybody involved handled this about as well as you could handle this. But the human element of basketball, I thought, was really on display because the Lakers, instead of like immediately playing better because a struggling player was swept, sob, uh, subbed out for, frankly, a better and player who is bet, playing better right now in Malik Monk, Um, the, instead of immediately turning things around, it looked to me like everybody was looking at each other, like, well, what the fuck just happened? What the, excuse me? Possibly. Or,
1: or, and, or, yeah. Like, and, or they didn't have
0: it. Yeah. And,
1: or a Russ isn't the only issue or even the primary issue Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or this happens in the NBA, like sometimes, uh, right? So Indiana, Indiana beats, beats the the Lakers and then comes down and plays like uh, played the Warriors last night with their like D team, right? Like anybody, anybody has ever heard of outside of Chris Duarte didn't play for, didn't, didn't play for the Pacers and mm-hmm. they beat the Warriors. The Warriors didn't have Draymond, but had everything else going steph played well some nights it's just like you don't have it some nights yeah. it, it, it'll happen totally five times at least in the NBA every season there's yeah. gonna be five games where you like it doesn't matter you're
0: gonna win and there's five games it doesn't matter you're going to lose were you were you there at that game were you at the pacers game yes did you uh, did you notice kind of what i'm talking about though like the like how did the team respond to Russ? Uh, being benched. And then also like, cause I think Kyle also reported that there was uh, that he was yelling in the direction of the court. Couldn't really point out what he was, what it was that was being said. Um, like, what was the vibe? So like, what, Kyle did, did report.
1: Down? Kyle did report that. And um, he, Kyle's as good as it gets. Absolutely. Um, but I see register, not, by the way, if you guys yeah, are looking for his yeah, yeah. work, I did not see that. I was, I did. I noticed that, that Russ went out. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see specifically. Well, so here's the other thing that, like the, the uh, and Mick Miniman, who's also incredible, said that it was his understanding or, or his sources told him that it was Russ giving up a straight line drive to Karis Levert mm-hmm. that led to him. his but right. That, but what's that? To his right. Yeah, but that, but that happened a bit fourteen before. possessions earlier. <laughs> right. So that is a little, and I believe Dave, right? Dave, Dave knows his shit and Mm -hmm. he has good sourcing. So I believe that, um, I don't know it to be true, but I believe it. But then, so I knew, I noticed Russ coming out of the game, but it didn't feel like that exact moment led to it. And so I didn't pay it a whole bunch of attention. I started kind of focusing on the, the rest of what was going down, you know, like being down seven and trying to claw back into the game. Um, but yes, I was there. Um, I just I think that it also wasn't I, I I it is my understanding that that the reporting about the uh powers that be being supporting Frank or being okay with Frank um playing him less. Mm-hmm. um I don't know that about that specifically, like a quote unquote benching. I don't know about that, but I know that.
0: They're on the, the same powers thing. that be
1: have been okay with saying, Hey, you know, coach him. How you got to, you know, you do what you did as you, you know, you're mm-hmm. coaching the team, you do whatever you feel is best. And a part of that has been playing Russ less. I mean, he's played fewer minutes mm-hmm. the last handful of games, four um, straight games
0: under 30 minutes.
1: And it looked really uh, even Russ looked pretty good, but it looked better in the Utah game. So I think that kind of led to some of this also, Um, the fact that it was the last, the end of the game makes it appear like a definitive thing, a benching. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do, as, as I understand it, the, the front office or whatever, whatever you want to call it was, you know, did support that. Um, but I guess what I would say, and it, it is, it feels like a very kind of definitive thing for Frank. Um, and I do agree that everybody has handled it pretty well about as well as you could hope or expect um
0: the rust thing not the frank. yeah yeah
1: exactly yeah, yeah. but like f- it, because it feels like meaningful and definitive i guess i would say for frank like and i'm not even saying it was the wrong thing but you're probably going to want to be right yeah right like yeah if you like if did, you're going to do it that didn't you better look win. like it didn't look like it helped that much yeah. um well again and, and that's that's kind but, of but I again there's the, the You know, I don't know. I know a little bit, but I don't know like Russ and Frank's like most intimate relationship part. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't. I know both of them, um, and I've seen them interact. But you know, I don't know what conversations they're having between just the two of them. So, you know, I don't know how much you know equity built up with Russ Frank has to make that kind of you know. There's all these kind of things you're talking about. It's not 2K. It's there's all the interpersonal dynamics at play. But I think in the aftermath, everybody has handled it about as well as you could hope. And really, the only part of any of this shit that matters is winning basketball games, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you win basketball games, like, none of this matters. This road trip goes, you know, like we hope it goes. None of this shit's
0: going to matter. Do you think Russ starts tonight? (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah, I... I, in terms of just basketball, if this was 2k, I think sitting Russ was the right move. I also think long-term kind of sending a message to everybody through Russ is kind of unfair to Russ, but still just in terms of coaching the right thing to do, like, man, we just told you if it is indeed,
1: I think, I think, I think more specifically, that's what it was. Yeah. I and, don't know I don't know that but that is my educated guess. I think it was more about sending a message about focus and like I'm going to coach you hard. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You have to follow what we're doing here. Especially we all have to be pulling in the same direction. I think yeah. it was more so that than Russ. I mean Russ wasn't great. But I think yeah. it was it's more that than saying like all these other guys are just better than Russ, and we we're gonna play our best guys. Um, I think it was more about sending a message to everyone through Russ. Mm-hmm. And
0: you're right; that isn't particularly fair to Russ. But it also I, makes some sense too, because like you can't do that through LeBron, and you're never gonna bench LeBron. Um, no, I don't think I don't think AD would handle it very well if if he did it through AD. And I think Russ of those three guys is going to handle it better than the other two guys. Um, so again, not necessarily fair. And I, by the way, like it immediately, like, as soon as Frank said, I'm playing the guys who I thought uh, would win me a basketball game, it immediately sent me back to, I think it was Mike D'Antoni's first game coaching the Lakers. And he benched Pau Gasol, um, Mm -hmm. uh, down the stretch of that one and was asked about it. They lost. Um, and, and again, like, I don't think it's a coincidence in both of these cases, you bench the star and you lose, um, not just because like they are the star and they're the best basketball player, but like, again, the, the, the interpersonal stuff here matters, but he says after that game, Hey, why did you bench Powell? I played the guys who I thought would win me a basketball game. And, and I think in both of those cases, in both of these cases, D'Antoni benched the most professional star that was involved with that season. And. Uh, and I think here, um, you know, Russ gets a lot of shit for a lot of things. And, and I, I do, and I do kind of cringe sometimes with how he treats media, but I do also consider him professional, you know, yeah. in terms of a, a basketball player. And, and I think in both of these cases, it was Mike D'Antoni sending a message like, this is a different season. I'm a different coach. I am not Mike Brown. This is how I'm going to introduce myself to everybody, which Flawed approach, maybe potentially, and I think here with Frank, it's we have to something has to fundamentally change about this season, and I don't want it to be me. It's, it's, uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, but also like if if that is the case, and as I said, I suspect it was more about sending a message to everyone, yeah. Russ included, mm-hmm. but to everyone as opposed to like benching Russ just because you know these five guys are better that you know. I I think it would, and if, if we both tend to seem to tend to agree on that, and if that is the case, like, what is Frank supposed to say? He, he's not going to say, and he's not going to go out and tell us, like, I was sending a message to everyone through Russ. He can't say that.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: No, I, I, if that is the case, he's going to say, you know, I'm going to play what we thought we were going to win.
0: I also think Frank thought it was his last game. So he was going out guns a (laughs) blazing.
1: And let me let me also like because this was a thing I think it was yesterday on Twitter. Um, Caitlin Cooper who covers the Pacers and is mm-hmm. incredible. I think she's yep. one of the best. She is incredible. Yep. Um, and everybody should follow her. She breaks down the game. It's incredible.
0: She just tweeted. I'm going to find her at. But go ahead. But
1: I think uh, it is it's like right. C2 it's at C2 at C2 underscore Cooper. Yeah. Um. And she had the thread kind of. Talking about the play that um, the straight line drive that that Russ gave up and and how he was supposed to every the game plan was to make him go left. um, uh, Karis LeVert we're talking about make him go left and you know Russ didn't and let him get to his right Mm -hmm. and that led to the straight line drive and that was that was off of what had had reported. And then she pulled a clip you know, saying that Karis prefers driving left. Mm -hmm. Whether any of that is true or not, I don't, I think it kind of misses the point. And again, I don't, I'm not trying to like pick on her because I think she's literally one of the best, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it matters necessarily. Like even if the game plan, and I'm not saying the game plan is wrong, but even if the game plan is wrong, you still have to follow the game plan.
0: Yeah, you still well, have to it's do, Also, it's you, also you're leaving every,
1: your teammates out to dry. Yeah, right? they, they're yeah.
0: all anticipating the spot that you're guiding him to.
1: Yes. So I thought that was a. Nah, I just I did like, she might be right, right? Maybe, and I don't know. Just because somebody in in a a post game press conference says about another guy that he likes to go left, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's true. Maybe it isn't. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm left. But what I'm is Portugal important
1: right. in all of this is that. You have to you have to play especially on defense defense is so much about cohesion Stream. communication that like if one guy one guy can go rogue offensively and just be so good that he can make whatever work yeah but on defense it just doesn't work that way and so i can understand that breakdown even if the game plan is wrong hmm If that's the game plan, I can understand that kind of being the moment where you go like, all right, this is what I'm sending a message about.
0: Well, also the Lakers had just gotten down like 10, right? Like that was the layup I think that pushed the lead to like 10 or 11 points. And if you're sending a message and the message is against apathy and one of the most apathetic moments of the night where you're literally ignoring the game plan, that's the moment that would kind of break a coach like that's that's the that's and then also like the other issue that I had with it too. and now I look I haven't gone back and looked at it like the Zapruder film or anything but um I I would wonder you know when did he actually motion to the bench all right get him out of there and how long it took for a dead ball situation because a few possessions might have passed between the actual subbing and then the dead ball and all of that like the way that people were hyper analyzing the moment, I thought again, not to not to say Caitlin, by the way, is um, alone in this. I thought a lot of people were kind of going about looking at that moment in a far too narrow way. It was if if this was a message, the specifics don't matter as much. Like the right. Karis Levert doesn't right. matter. The right. it's it's the general. I mean, sense Karis, that,
1: Karis Levert mattered. He had 22
0: in the fourth. In the fourth, he yeah, he mattered. He yeah. mattered. Well, I, like if you're if all right, here's here's another way I'll say this. If it was about winning that game, and that's why you benched Russ, then you would have benched Melo. because even when the game was decided with like two minutes to go, they were still picking on. <laughs> They were still going to switches and trying to get Melo in isolation because he couldn't stay in front of a shadow. Um, and and like if it was just about winning, that's the guy that you would look to, even though, again, Russ wasn't playing well either. But Melo was a disaster and he played 31 minutes, you know, like if it was just about winning, that's not the direction that you would have gone in. How's that Hennessy? Yeah. Is it good? No, it's delicious. Thank you. Yeah, it's I don't good. I think I need more, but it is delicious. Thank you. Yeah. I think I'm going to need another cocktail after this one. All right, let's um, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap on on story time. And this is not a specific story, I, I don't think. Uh, it is not. I mean, just in, just no. in general, I'm always kind of curious, um, organizationally, fr- looking at it from the inside. If when a report surfaces. And that report is based on a leak or information that clearly is coming from inside the organization. Sometimes it's just like not true. Like there are some these, Like there are some reports that everybody looks at each other. Like who who even said the, what? Correct. Um, I would imagine anyway. And and but there are uh, I would say a lot of reports that are based on information that got leaked out to a reporter mm-hmm. and oftentimes got leaked out to the reporter. With an intention in mind, as an example no, always, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, not often, always, yeah. um and so I'm always kind of curious for people in that office, in that organization, when that information gets out, how obvious it is to everybody who leaked and for what purpose there's a there well,
1: there are two, there are two clues that lead you to that answer. Okay. The first is always, who does this benefit? Yeah. Um, that is always the first thing to look at. And that gives you a pretty good guess as to where it's coming from. Um, sometimes that will tell you exactly who it's coming from. Sometimes it's a, you know, a faction of people or a handful of people or a small group of people that also what the information is you know, that can narrow it down also because not everybody is privy to every conversation, right? So, or every meeting or every discussion or whatever. The other part of it that is meaningful in trying to figure out who and why is which person is breaking the story because Mm. it's a a relationship business. Every business is a relationship business. Every people's business is a people business. Um but why I suck at business because <laughs> you suck at being people. Um every you 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 get a general sense of you know whether it's Chris Haynes or Woge or Shams or Mark Stein or etc etc etc. Um or even 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 more of the beat guys um within an organization, you'll know you you get a sense of who has a relationship with whom, um, mm-hmm. wh- whether it's a beat guys within the organization or it's the national like newsbreakers.
0: Um, yeah. As you know, an example, have- Brad Turner and magic, like, you know, say take, take with that what you will.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You said that. Um, Man,
0: (laughs) like it was so obvious. (laughs) You said that.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, and and look, and and and,
0: (laughs) but like, there's all there's all kind like. All right, Dame and Chris Haynes, right? Clearly, Russ and Woj now, right? Given the fact that you know he reached out to Woj directly after the fact, and Woj is the one who gets that scoop. Dave and LeBron, you know, like or Dave and just clutch, right? Like there, there are just there are these relationships, like some it's, it's almost impossible. I would actually wager to say it is actually impossible for a reporter to have universal sourcing because all these players in the sourcing, they have different intentions or ends Correct. in mind.
1: Correct. And sometimes, um, the sometimes the news breakers will do stuff as favors. Um mm-hmm. so GMs will put it out there that conversations are being had about certain players. Sometimes it's to gauge the market, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like a trial balloon, yep. sometimes it's to look good to their owners. And how it is phrased by the newsbreakers can help. Um it, uh, newsbreakers will do agents favors they will release contract details that make it seem like shams does have good relationships with agents Mm -hmm. um will make it seem like the contract is worth more than it is like technically it could be worth four years and 84 million but that's with a bunch of like wild incentives that aren't going to happen so actually the contract is four years and 60 whatever it is right yeah to make the agent look better and then that in turn you get fed some more information later. So there it's like a a trade of favors. Um, It's a trade of information, but to get back to your initial question, the first thing to look at is who does this benefit? And then um, based on who reports it, releases it, announces it, bombs it, you kind of have an idea. You can usually have a pretty good guess of, of where it comes from. And it can definitely cause difficulty, but it's like, you were asking me, have I ever been around an organization where this has ever happened? And the answer
0: is yes. All of them. All of them. Yeah. (laughs) All of them do this. I meant, I meant more like, um, like what percentage of this happening in, is it like, okay, we know that was Bob over there, Bob in accounting for whatever reason, you know, Like, and, and, and how obvious, if it is obvious, it's usually obvious. And if it isn't, you, you've got a pretty good guess. Yeah. And, and does that, so like, you know, does it create tensions? Like, does that, when, when a leak like that and it happens and it's obvious, is there, is is there like a, what the hell man kind of,
1: but there's also, but there's also like, if you're going to do that to someone, it's not like a, what the hell man, it's because it's like purposeful, right? It's, it's somebody doesn't like somebody or somebody yeah, coming for somebody's wants, job. Exactly. <laughs> um, so there's obviously all the power dynamics in play also, but yeah, you have a pretty good, you have somewhere between a pretty good idea and a certainty of where almost all of it comes from. Um, yeah. and I mean, some of it is about other organizations too, right? It's about like, yeah, you know, some of it is you want to stick the knife in, you know, that team in your division or, you want to do something because you think they fucked you on a trade. So you just want to like, you want to harm them. Um, Yeah. It's not always like internal stuff. Often. In fact, it's, or you want, uh, you want it out there that you're talking about some player or looking at some player, or you want some player talked up, you Mm -hmm. know, to make it seem like there's a bigger market for one of your guys than there actually is. Um, It is all very calculated
0: and it is all, yeah. But I mean, the number one rule is who does this benefit? Yeah. It, how do, how do different organizations hand, handle it differently?
1: Uh, like, are there
0: some organizations where like you find out there's a leak and you know, there's, there's a call to the principal's office? Is it, there, it depends who it is, right? Like, yeah it depends um
1: where what their status is in the organization and what standing they have with whomever right there's certain people that you find out uh anything and oh you know what here i will give you sorry I, when i was in portland a buddy of mine um a, a buddy of mine was a uh like just kind of a general like assistant in basketball operations uh he was like a special assistant to the gm he did some video stuff and he was and in those days, there was like a trade proposal. Um, the tr- like trade proposals would like come in via fax, mm-hmm. right? So they would like at the office, the fax would come in. He went and like grabbed the fax and and then uh, you know like brought it to whoever needed to see it. And uh, one of the players who was in the proposal for the Blazers found out that he was in a trade proposal and like went in and was not happy about it yeah yeah fuck it i said Derek anderson he was uh he was he he was pissed and because my buddy had a good relationship with him he it was assumed he got called to the principal's office like that he had fucked the trade up because Mm -hmm. uh he had told da that he was getting traded Mm. which is not which didn't happen (laughs) um he literally just but you know it's like how many people actually see this fax how many people are on these phone calls right so he just literally like took the facts i watched him do it he took the fax in and then and like took it in and took it where he was supposed to take so for some other reason because i was and then i was like around him the rest of the day it's and also later a fax that machine. Day. That
0: paper could just be sitting there.
1: Exactly. No, it was sitting there, but that's the thing. You think it's only this, but like who else had access to it? So right. it could have been any number of people that randomly it's the same fax walked machine we're the using fax fax for whatever machine. literally walked by the fax machine and right. He walked by the fax machine and was like, Oh shit, here and then took it to wherever <laughs> it was supposed to be. I don't know how long it was sitting there. Ten minutes, an hour, right? right? Uh-huh. Two minutes, whatever. But it's the same fax that everybody's using for whatever. So, and I know he didn't tell DA because DA came in like two hours later and I had been with him that whole time, right? Yeah. And so he got called into the principal's office and almost got fired because he was like accused of mm-hmm. leaking that. So it depends on who you are, right? Like the rules for the president of basketball operations or the GM are gonna be different than yeah. whoever else, right? And, um, so it depends on who you are, and it depends like which sides are going, you know, if it's like two people or two factions within an organization, it's all about who's got the juice in the organization.
0: Is there ever like a little finger situation where always uh there's like a there's a oh who was it? Who came up with the idea? I think it was Ned Stark, right? Where he like he had three stories, and he gave three stories to three different people, mm. and and those three different people was like was it him was, or
1: was it uh, was it Varys? I forget. I don't remember, but I, I know what you're
0: talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, and to you see give, who's to see who's to sharing who the leak is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that was either Cersei or Ned, one of those two. I'm pretty. Pers- I, I don't. It was so long ago, and that eighth season made me so yeah so apathetic towards that. the season. Um, does that happen? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Uh, yeah, that's the way to see what. That's the way to see what what gets out that's way to see who the leak is absolutely and and see who is see who is because a lot of a lot of this is about with people that you have working for you um or with you and also especially with other uh with other uh uh, teams and other gms and other presidents and other team personnel for other teams a lot of it is about trust um and having a working relationship for them and you you have to be aware of that and like, you know, whatever chaos is a ladder, right? That's we're going to use another game of thrones thing. So like some people, if there can be chaos created in an organization may mm-hmm. feel like they can elevate themselves. Um, it is all very game of thrones, but this happens in, in, in all forms of, <laughs> of corporate America, all kinds oh, yeah. of business I mean, It anywhere... happens in regular relationships. It happens in podcasting. It happens all over the place. Right? So no not, reason to think here. the
0: NBA is any different, sir how dare yeah. you in <laughs> podcasting? Yeah. For one thing, like no pod, especially like at, at this, no podcaster is worth leaking information. I should go to sporting news and just be like, Hey, I'm thinking about hiring. So-and-so just a heads up. Anthony, but, Irwin, right? Like you guys, I mean, Anthony like, Irwin has had, uh, mean long conversations. You? Meaningful conversations <laughs> with so and so about hosting is, a show on
1: progress. <laughs> Anthony Irwin is in talks, and progress has been made. Yeah, I mean, maybe it works. It's like whoa, right? Try... <laughs> maybe it works.
0: <laughs> Anthony is zeroed in on so and so.
1: Maybe it works. Yeah, I mean, it's. And a, again, i actually we actually about
0: if it... you're listening. Is there's, there's your little tidbit? How about okay.
1: that? Um, uh, this about... like salacious. I mean, and it is like it is. It's obviously it is big business and the like drama of it and salaciousness is very interesting to people, but it's like, it's like the rest of the world, you know, you have a, there's definitely an element of who do you trust and watch your back and, and all of that, because, you know, it was like as a coach in the NBA or as a president of basketball operations, a GM, right. There's, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of those jobs on planet earth. Yeah. And they are, they are very highly compensated. They are very powerful. They are very prestigious, et cetera. So, you know, it's it's like it's part of it. You're gonna have people gunning for you, and that's just, like just like podcasting. Just like podcasting,
0: I'm coming for you, brother. I'm in trouble. If you ever, if you ever actually do put your sights on me, I'm I'm in actual trouble. All I right, doubt that that's gonna do it for this episode of the Hook. This is gonna do it for this week's episodes here on the Silver Screen Roll podcast feed. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And tune in on Monday when I break down uh, whoever the new interim head coach is going to be. I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul. (laughs) This was The Hook.